What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the Ethan and Terry Show, formerly known as Straight to the Point Podcast. We figured to kind of diversify the, the title of our show so you guys can find us a little bit better. Um, still working on some of the branding, so please excuse the transition. But, um, but yeah, we're glad to be here, man, with y'all right now. Terry, how you doing today, man? Doing great, doing great, man. Yeah, little transition, uh, but hopefully now it's easier to find us on podcasts. You know, definitely. We are definitely available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify officially now. Uh, the link uh, will be in my bio as well as uh, Terry's, too, on Instagram. Uh, so check us out, man. Follow me on Instagram at Easy Pull Up. That's E A Z Y P U L U P. And Terry, where can they find you at one more time, bro? Follow me at Terry Jenkins Jr. All right, right on, man. All right, man. Yo, let's get to it, bro. Let's get to it. I know we've been t- we talked about this a little bit on on last week. Um, well, at least like, I guess you and I were texting about it. Uh, the the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, no longer with Jacksonville, he was sent to L.A. Rams uh, this past week. Um, and even got a little bit of action today uh, in their win over the uh, over the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I mean, were you surprised by this move? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think they would actually trade him. To be honest, I thought they would just hold on to him, and eventually he would start playing again. Um, and if they did trade him, I definitely didn't think it would be to the Rams. That was a shocker, like. The Rams have a key to leave. They have Marcus Peters, you think, or had Marcus Peters. You'd think, you know, they yeah. wouldn't be in the market for a cornerback, but obviously they were. Hey, did you see Marcus Peters get that pick, that pick six earlier? Yeah, yeah, with the touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> to the crib. Oh, man, that was incredible. Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised, too. Um, you know, because whenever, whenever you were thinking about possible destinations for uh, – Jalen Ramsey, like which teams were even willing to, I guess, try to like afford him. I don't know if he's still on. His, he's not. He's still on his rookie deal, right? Yeah, still on his rookie deal. Yeah, still on his rookie deal. So it's not. It's not like an expensive pickup by any means. Um, it's only going to make your team better. And uh, but I, I don't know. I didn't see it coming. I mean, I, honestly, in this era of sportsmen and these trade rumors, I mean, guys can end up being traded at the end of the season for all we know. You know, with as long as that process takes. But, Definitely. But man, uh, do you feel like this is a bit of a game changer for the Rams? Did they get better? Do you, do you see this being um, an addition to their team that can make them uh, make a legitimate run for the NFC West crown? I don't think it makes a difference um, in their team this year, only because to me they they kind of you still got to keep a keep to leave injured. Um, you did pick up you know Jalen Ramsey, but you got rid of Marcus Peters for it, so you still little weak at that cornerback position. And honestly, that wasn't your biggest issue. Um, your biggest issue was finding the offense. Um, just trying to figure out a way to consistently move the ball up and down the field. And I don't think they saw that by this trade. No. Um, and so, yeah, I think they, they still stay the same. I, I don't, don't see them winning the division. Um, as of right now, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. But things are looking right now for them. Um so yeah, I, I don't see how now in the future um, you come back next year. You got to keep to leave on side uh, if you re-sign Jalen Ramsey to have him such a young quarter cornerback, excuse me, right? Uh, mixed in with Aaron Donald and that defensive line. I mean, now your your future is bright um, with those two in your defense. Man, no, dude, well said. Um, I mean, again, you know the the Rams. 
getting off to such a shaky start this year, it kind of seemed like I wouldn't say desperation, but you know, you don't want to try to fall behind too too much, especially when you have a very talented 49ers team who picked up uh the victory today about though by a small margin, still got the dub. Um, you know, I mean I guess they are they should be at least complacent at this point. And and it should, I guess, hold them over and tie them over. I, I still think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, what about you? Um, I, I, I don't know. To be honest with you, again, the NFC is so stacked right now. Right. Um, like you said, the 49ers are still undefeated. The Seahawks, they lost today, but that's only two uh, for them. The Rams are sitting there in third place with three losses. But the Cardinals also only have three losses Yeah. Uh, because they won today. And so, I mean, we really have to see as of right now um, it's going to be hard to be a third seed in the division and sneak into the wild card. You have to, I would say, at least win to be safe 11 games to get yeah. this year. It's still early, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, right, right now, I don't think the Rams are in position to make the playoffs. Man. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, even their remaining schedule. I mean, they got the Bengals next week, which they should win. Then they got the Steelers after that. Then they'll be playing against a a really talented Bears team. They'll have the Ravens to follow. And then you have Cardinals, Seahawks, Cowboys, Niners, Cardinals to, to, to close out the, the season. That's a pretty that's a pretty uh, uh, loaded uh, back end of, of the schedule for them. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll see, man. You know, more more to be revealed. Um, as I'm looking at this docket right now, bro, um, I know we, it says who's the front runner for MVP. I mean, we've already given our take, if my memory serves me correctly, for football did we not yeah did you so you just want to jump into basketball yeah all right man definitely jump to basketball see man this this is it's so it's so exciting man i mean terry you obviously being in the houston area me being the portland area two very 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 strong sports cities uh, especially as it pertains to basketball we're speaking of sports cities how lit was houston yesterday uh when the astros beat the yankees uh man it's i'm gonna be honest (laughs) with you Anytime the Astros are playing, where we win or lose, Houston um, supports yeah. wildly, man. Um, and the streets, from the traffic, um, when any anytime you're going out, um, whether it's the restaurant, when we're at the mall, everyone's rocking their two two vey jerseys, rocking their Houston shirts. Yeah, um, man, th- this this city is crazy, man. You probably experience this sometimes in Portland. Yeah, um, how a city kind of just fees off the team energy so i mean i'm really glad we got the win um i'm glad we're advancing to the next round and man just competing for the world series for the city of houston is a big thing man so i'm i'm happy and lucky to be a part of it man no it's it's, it's a beautiful thing indeed bro like i was um i was actually in the in the barber chair yesterday uh while that game was on and, and altuve went yard off a of, off of Araldis chapman which I didn't see that coming at all. I thought Chapman was about to smoke him. It was over with. But nah, bro. Altuve went yard, bro, to uh to, to send the strokes to the to the World Series, man. But uh but again, that was that was just a quick little uh little baseball tangent because you know you talk about Houston now. I mean it's super exciting. I mean the Astros in the World Series and the Rockets are getting ready to tip off and and, and launch their uh, nineteen twenty campaign. Um, bro, we when we talk about this upcoming season, this is probably one of the most anticipated seasons probably within the last, what did you say, 10, maybe almost 15 years, it seems like? I, I would say since LeBron James and the Miami Heat era. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was uh, no, no, that, that, that's 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 a pretty good. That's a pretty good take on that. Yeah, because uh, just because uh, having that that type of super team and those like superpowers, kind of like uh, you know, that alliance coming together was 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 uh, kind of one of a kind. But now, bro, as far but as far as the the balance of power throughout the entire NBA being as about as balanced as it's been though, in a while, you know, because all you've been seeing since two thousand. 11 2012 were these super teams so now yeah. you so now you actually have got you have teams teams such as you know the portland the portland trailblazers and utah jazz have kind of built built up through the draft you know developed players took their l's cultivated and have grown and are ready to take that next step uh, i mean and that's even uh, contagious just throughout the entire west and even in parts of the east i mean when we talk about when we talk about who's going to be Who's gonna finish where in April? Immediately off the top, who are you? Who are you kind of anticipating out of the West to kind of be that top eight? The top eight in the West. Yeah. Oh man, um, I'll start at eight, and it recently changed. To be honest with you, um, at first I was gonna say at eight. I would have the Pelicans. Um, but as you know, Zion sustained a small little um, knee injury, and he's probably going to be favoring that knee throughout the year, to be honest with you. So I, I'm pretty sure if, if I was New Orleans, I would do it, limit him as far as minutes. Um, so I'm not going to go with New Orleans as an eight seed, only because I feel like Zion Williamson would just have limited playing time. Um, my fourth seat, my eighth seat to start off the back. Um, I'm going to say San Antonio at eight and yeah, sneak in there. Um, pop is pop. Um, long as he's coaching, um, I feel like he's going to make the playoffs no matter who's on the team or how it's constructed. Um, at seven, um, I'm going to say the Utah Jazz. Be at seven. Utah has a good team. I'm I'm really shocked. Um, well, I'm kind of excited, brother. Is a better way to say it about Donovan Mitchell and what he's gonna do with this team. I mean, the, the team around him now is amazing. To have Mike Conley, um, Rudy Gobert, just to have the pieces that he have, um, along with himself, is a rising star. Um, so I see see them being seven seed. Um, don't take them lightly. Definitely, they're gonna make some noise. Um, then um, coming along as your six seed, um, I'll throw in, and it's gonna be a first appearance in a while. I'll throw in Minnesota. Um, I think Carlton Towns is gonna grow this year, um, as well as Andrew Wiggins. I think they're gonna hang around. At that lower end level um, of the conference, I think they're going to kind of just slide in um, in the last few games, kind of branch off and get in at six. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to Carl Anthony Towns um, taking that next level um, this year. Um, at fifth, I'm going to say the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I mean, what else to say but Dame. Dame time. You got CJ McCullough. Um, incorporating Hassan Whiteside. I'm really, really interested to see what happens there. Um, 
will Nurkic, will he kind of stay in Portland, or, or is he going to be looking to shop and go somewhere else later on? I know he did just sign a new agent. I don't know if you got that news. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah he, I saw that. Yeah, and so um, we'll see about that. But Portland, they're, they're still a great team uh, with one of the best players in the league, definitely top 10 player in the league, and Dame. Um, the only reason I got him coming in at fifth is, again, the West is just so – so dynamic, um, so high powered, um, and there's a lot of other big superstars. Like I said, Dame in the top ten, um, but the next four te- teams they have um, superstars that are in the top five. Um, at four, you got to give it to them. And some people will disagree and think they should be higher, but I'm gonna say the LA Lakers are gonna be in my fourth seed, um, only because I feel like LeBron James and Anthony Davis both are gonna have resting periods this year. I don't think they're going to play all 82 games. I think it's going to be more like 60 uh, for AD and probably 65 for LeBron James. I don't see them playing a full schedule. Um, That's even if they both stay healthy, I still see them getting rest. Uh, But they're going to be ready for the playoffs, and I pray that every team um, is honestly healthy for the playoffs. I I don't wish anyone... Um, to be in a position where they have to compromise their lineup, or got to come one player has to come say because, like you said, it's a dynamic duos. So you want to see both teams at full strength to see which duo is better. Um, at three, I'm going to go ahead and say the Denver Nuggets. Um, great, great team, great young team, man. I cannot say enough about the Joker. Um, I hope this year he just continues to shine as a new NBA star. Um, we're going to see what Jamal Murray can do. Has a great contract. Michael Porter Jr., to see him in his first year, um, finally being able to be on the court. Technically, he'll be looked at as a rookie um, this year, which will go very interesting when it comes to the voting of the rookie of the year. Um, but Denver, I have Denver rolling in at three, which leads me to my number two team. It's going to be L.A. Clippers. The L.A. Clippers, man, it's crazy to think that they, real deal, went from a team that almost beat the Golden State Warriors with KD. They did beat them two out of six times with their best player on the court by far being Lou Al. I mean, Lou Williams. I almost said Lou Al Dane. No disrespect. Uh, <laughs> but being Lou Williams, man. I mean, and, and Lou is nice. We, Lou is like nice. He, he, but he only hits mid-range jumpers, and that being your best player, and then you go out and you get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This team is going to be crazy. It's they, they literally have a starting 10. Um, they're so deep. The Clippers are so deep. I don't think we realize how deep they are. Um, the options of who to go with down the stretch, which line up to start versus just line up. I feel like the Clippers are going to be the only team that's not going to be affected when the Lakers decide to play LeBron James at point guard just because they can easily switch um, and defend and be able to defend him properly while LeBron James is playing the point guard position. So number two, I have the Clippers coming in. Um, They're going to have a great year throughout the year. Kawhi is going to, of course, be able to still rest like he did at Toronto. But because of how deep the Clippers are, are they're still going to stay at the top two. Um, and then number one, my number one seed in the West, 
it's going to be Houston Rockets, man. And only because I feel like they have on their team two of the best regular season players in NBA history. And as Mr. Walking triple-double, Russell Westbrook himself. I mean, I know people like to say it's a watered-down triple-double because he only has 13 points. So whatever excuse you want to make, the man has averaged a triple-double for the past three years, and I don't care who you are or what era of basketball you're in or who's your coach or what system you're running. That's amazing. Um, that's just amazing no matter how how you split it. And then you have James Harden, scoring machine. Um, went on a scoring tear last year. Only it put him on the level where he only can be compared to Wilt and Michael Jordan as far as on the scoring list. Um, so I got both of these guys um, coming out next year, putting up similar numbers. I don't see Russell Westbrook averaging 25, 26, or 28, but he doesn't have to because so James Harden is definitely going to still average about 33, 34. Um, they're going to be raining threes every single night. And, yeah, I have them rolling in at my number one seed, Houston Rockets. Wow. No Golden State, bro. No Golden State. And this is the only reason why. Steph Curry, man, one of my favorite players. Definitely one of my favorite players. And one thing I know about Steph being a Steph fan is Steph can be a little iffy on the health side. And I don't think Steph Curry for 82 games can play at a high level because it's going to be required of him without Klay Thompson. Right. The entire season and be healthy. I just don't believe it. I don't. Believe it. Even a year. Remember the year they went 70, what was it, 73 yeah. and 9, and Steph played out his mind. When the playoffs started, he got nicked up, he got hurt, and then played a huge role in, the, in those finals where they lost to LeBron. Yeah. And so I, I just – and that was with Clay. I don't see Stephen Curry being able to sustain his health 82 games being – the focal point of, of the Warriors offense. Now, if somehow, if somehow they can use D'Lo as a, as a true point guard to truly run an offense, to run the pick and roll with Draymond Green and Steph kind of sit off to the side, like play and shoot the ball, then maybe he can last the entire year. But, but you know something? The most dangerous man in the NBA off the pick and roll is Steph Curry. So why, why would you not yeah. pick and roll with Steph Curry? Doesn't make sense. So, I mean, I, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But if something happens, you heard it from me first. I, I don't think the Warriors are going to make the playoffs because I don't think they're going to be healthy. Do you think Clay Tom? Do you think Clay Thompson comes back this season? If depends on Steph health. Again, if Steph is healthy and they're in in a in a race for it, he'll come back in March. If they're not healthy, which I don't have them being healthy, then he will just sit accordingly and they'll come back next year together. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? I will say that aside from the from not from having Golden State left off the list, I, I, I kind of 
I kind of agree with you a little bit. I'll, I'll start bottom up uh, from, from 8 to 1. Uh, 8, I'm going to go with the Utah Jazz. Uh, just kind of just everything you talked about, man. Donovan Mitchell, like what he's going to bring, continue to bring to the Jazz team this, this season is, is is unrivaled. I mean, he's he's going to make – He's gonna make it very difficult for a lot of teams, uh, not to mention with Mike Conley, um, and uh, of course like Rudy Gobert, you know, uh, defending uh, defensive player of the year, reigning defensive player of the year. I feel like they just have enough to to get them to get them to the playoffs. Um, so I got I have them at eight. Um, I have San Antonio at seven, you know, just because it's pop. I mean, I'm just gonna leave it at that. He's he's not gonna miss the playoffs. And on top of that, they're they're a solid regular season team. I mean, and plus they still got DeRozan, still got Aldridge, um, I and and also uh, what's his name, Murray. Yeah, yeah, it's like like they're all they're all looking good. I love the chemistry. They're just gonna play good old fashioned San Antonio Spurs basketball. And, and as we know it, man, it's gonna be enough to 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 be very successful, like even in the star studded West. Uh, six, I have uh, the Portland Trailblazers, man. Uh, you know, Damian Lillard coming into his eighth season, uh, solidifying himself as a true veteran point guard in his league. Uh, and after leading the, the Trailblazers to the Western Conference Finals uh, last year, uh, beating the, the Nuggets in the semis, you know, they're, they're just going to carry over the same chemistry, the same energy. Uh, to your point about Hassan Whiteside, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Hassan is def- definitely like a tryout year for him. Not necessarily a trial year just for us, but he's trying to prove that he's still worth the big bucks. Um, and free agency, so um, I have him really going hard. But the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit is how fluid that pick and roll is going to be. Uh, typical, typical Portland Trailblazer fashion, bro. We are a second half season team. Uh, I, I do expect us to start off very slow, but I think by March, bro, we'll come back around. I think Nurkic is also going to come back too, and I feel like things are going to get going to get are going to get going. And not to mention Anthony Simons. Kind of being the understudy of Damian Lillard is going to prove to everyone that he deserves to be on notice. So it's Utah at eight, San Antonio Spurs at seven, Portland at six, and at five, bro, I got Houston. I got Houston at five. Um, I'm not, wow. I'm not entirely sold on, uh, on their lineup right now. I mean, I'm just very curious to see how Dan Tony does it. I mean, and I, I don't think it's going to be toxic by any means. I definitely don't see that happening. But I feel like it's going to be a lot of deference. From like between Westbrook and Harden, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard, bro, because Harden isn't the same player he was when he left Oklahoma City, and 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 Russ knows no. that, and so I honestly feel like it's gonna take a little bit of time to work through that chemistry, and it's gonna be kind of awkward. I mean, it's really all it's gonna be. They're gonna lose a lot of close games this regular season. They're gonna find great success, but they're gonna lose a lot of close games, and um, I still think they'll they'll um, I still obviously they'll make the play they'll. Um, I mean, obviously they'll 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 beat the teams they're supposed to beat, right? And and they'll dominate yeah. they'll dominate in those spaces. But I I just feel like I just got to see it, man. I, I just have to see it. So for now, I have them at five. Uh, and plus, I don't want to be let down, bro. Like <laughs> like like I I, I don't want to be let down because like much like to you with Golden State, like you don't want to see that. But if it yeah. but but you kind of have to prepare yourself, man, because these are two like reigning or former MVPs, man. Scoring champs. These guys are used to being, you know, like the guys on their respective teams. I mean, the only difference is, you said it, Russ is a walking triple-double. Heck, I don't think 10-10-10 is watered down, bro. If you if you can have that kind of efficiency, I mean, that that's outstanding. <laughs> I mean, the days the days of having 50, 15, and 12 ended after Will Chamberlain started playing. So so I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't expect that at all. But, but no, just to kind of table my expectations, bro, I'm, I'm just going to go with five for Houston. Uh, 
like you though, I do have the Los Angeles Lakers at four. I mean, Bron's got a lot of weapons to work with. He's made it clear he's gonna be the facilitator, and 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 they're gonna just finish in the top half of the West. I do feel like injuries and like um not necessarily low management, but I, I can kind of see the Lakers kind of running into like uh some like some some walls like that during the season. Um, I mean, not the not saying that I'm hoping that or expecting Bron to be injured, but I mean, you just never know, especially like what happened last year. But plus, like the Lakers definitely weren't the Lakers now, so they weren't just trying to rush LeBron back. Uh, yeah. But but no, I'm gonna keep the Lakers at four. I got Denver at three. I mean, what what else? What else you want to say about Denver? Like you know, to your point with MPJ coming, I mean that's just another weapon. I mean, if anything, bro, I wouldn't be surprised if they locked locked in the two seed. But uh, but no, I'm gonna go with three for them, and I expect I fully expect a rematch between the Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets in the playoffs uh, next year for sure, for sure. Uh, two, uh, I mean, I, I respect your opinion, though, about Golden State staying healthy. I do feel like a lot of people aren't thinking like that. They, they don't have that kind of like in their, uh, in their, in their, uh, like in the front, in the, in the front part of their minds right now, bro. Like they're not really, they're probably in denial about that. <laughs> and also, mm-hmm. and also, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure how fast people are even recovering from ACLs these days, bro. And, uh, and, and to which degree of, um, like how bad was, uh. Was Clay's uh, ACL ACL injury, uh, so I'm not sure if he'll be back or not. But what I will say is this: you have Draymond Green, who is the engine of that team, bro. Still on board, still there, still hustling, still going strong. Steph Curry, who will go down as the greatest warrior of all time, greatest shooter of all time, uh, albeit does have like that that nagging ankle injury. He does tend to get nicked up from time to time, especially in the spring because they go so hard in the regular season. They're a great regular season team, and honestly, bro, they're gonna. In my opinion, I have them finishing too. I don't. I don't see them uh, getting beat a whole lot at home. I do see them finding ways, to, of course, dominate the East, but also sneak wins uh, in places like Portland, sneaking wins in places like Denver, sneaking wins in places like Houston, and which, which at the end of the day, in my opinion, is gonna add up. You're gonna have a lot of teams that are gonna lose these heartbreaker games, bro. And it's gonna suck. Yeah. It's gonna suck, but that's just that's just kind of like the state of the league now. That's balanced, you know. Like, um, which is part of the reason why. I mean, Port- Portland as a team. Let me just go back to the Blazers real quick. We're a great team at home, but we suck on the road. So we're gonna continue, or we just haven't been as successful on the road as many teams before. You know, I can see us sneaking some, but we're probably gonna drop drop a few close ones. Uh, but I have Golden State finishing too. I feel like D'Lo is gonna step up this year, bro. I feel like this is his turning point. I feel like him going to Golden State this year is probably the best thing that can happen for him. Just to surround himself with just with, with different types of professionals, not early entry level professionals, much like himself, but actual yeah. seasoned vets who are battle tested, championship bred, championship caliber guys who just have the will to win. Draymond has the will to win, bro. And honestly, as long as he's there on that team with all the other pieces that they have, I mean, I just wouldn't be surprised if they finish out top two. However. <laughs> That's not to say that they that that I don't see them getting upset in the playoffs because if there's a year for them to to, to fool around and just get knocked off and just just super disappointed, it's definitely this year. Yeah. And so uh, so I got Golden State too, and then I got the Clippers at one, bro. To me, they're, they're the most complete team right now. Uh, they're, they're the best team defensively, which which says a lot about who they are at the core. Uh, with with obviously Bev, PG thirteen, and Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi, who's definitely gonna, who's definitely in my top. Three to finish uh, in the MVP votings this year. He's gonna have he's gonna have a spectacular season. Um, 
I'm happy for him. I'm happy for all his all of his success in Toronto, what he was able to do in the short time there, and I feel like that's only going to carry over. PG's going to feed off that that energy, and they're going to be a great regular season team. Uh, as far as about them winning the championship, I mean, maybe. <laughs> like, like they're, def- yeah. they're definitely probably one of the top three teams to to, to win. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Um, and ba- and based on how I have my West shaping out, they probably could be there in June. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with that as far as them making it. Um, again, it's all about health um, at the end of the day. But a healthy Clippers team yeah. is the best team. Is the best team in the West. No, hands down. And um, but I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I, I like both of our lists. I mean, my only I want you kind of kind of uh, give a little bit more detail on this. Uh, you you can table it because we can always come back to this in a different episode. But the Minnesota Timberwolves at mm-hmm. six. I'm very, very, very surprised. Very surprised. Uh, again, Minnesota has the young stars um, that, to me personally, should have bloomed um, years ago. Um, Carl Anthony Towns ha- had a stretch where he looked great. I don't know if you remember them playing and seeing Houston in the playoffs or Clint Camp- Capella seems to have ended his career a little early, <laughs> to say the least. Um, but I see them returning with a fury, man. I really do. Um, Minnesota is something to be said about Coach Timido, um and and something to be said about Andrew Riggins and Carlton Towns. They have something to prove now in the West that, again, we, we were, we're returning to the, the dynamic duos. That du- duo itself can be profound. Andrew Wickens can if consistently um, put up 25 nights, points per night. Um, excuse me. And then Carlton Towns is a walking double-double. Yeah. He's a walking 26 and 12, um, and he can play some defense. So yeah. I I see that team actually stepping up this year, sneaking in. Again, hanging, they're, they're probably going to hang out in the bottom of the West with, with the other teams like Dallas, um, Pelicans, um, they're going to be around at the bottom, hanging yeah. there. Minis- but I, I see them catching it. Minnesota, much like Dallas, is a trap team. Like, like those yeah. are that those are the teams on schedule that when they're either coming into your city or if you're going into uh in the in the Minnesota, you better be careful. Don't. Now, I don't. will say this again, um, just to repeat. This is only if Steph Curry gets hurt. Now, of course, if Steph Curry is fully healthy, I have the Warriors making the playoffs. Um, and you can just substitute the Timberwolves out, and I have the Warriors at six. But I don't I, – I just sincerely – I believe that Curry's not going to play the full season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to play the full season. And I, I think that's going to affect the outcome. Yeah. Them making the playoffs and them not making the playoffs. Optimistically speaking, I honestly feel I honestly feel in a way that Curry could have a career year this year, honestly. And I, but then again, I guess that kind of speaks to to the narrative that you and I kind of have right now about our top eight is that it's either one extreme or the other. That's just kind of how how this season is really just shaping up for everyone. You know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just to bring it back to the Blazers because the Blazers are that one team that's. Oh, if they make it, fantastic. But if they don't, and we weren't surprised. <laughs> like, like I feel like I feel like a lot of teams possess, probably on the exception of the Clippers, 
uh, and maybe yeah. and maybe even the Nuggets. If if the teams, if the other teams that we talked about didn't make the playoffs for 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 whatever reason, actually, as a matter of fact, I throw the Spurs in there too. Spurs, Nuggets, and Clippers, I feel like are just gonna see the playoffs, whether in the top part of uh of the seeds or or the seeding or the bottom. But like, if uh, the other teams just didn't show up, if these experiments didn't work, we wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so I really feel like there's a lot of like, uh, you know, hot and cold uh, variations that could happen for for a lot of these teams, bro. And also, I mean, not for nothing, man. I mean, if you look at some of the, you know, how in the NCAA they do like their first four out type of thing. Yeah. I feel like you know when you look at teams like New Orleans, you look at teams like uh, like Dallas and and uh, and the Pelicans. Like you, you wish nothing but the best for hell. Even the Suns, really, honestly. You know, you yeah. like you you wish. You wish the best for them, but you know how it's gonna turn out. Just because they're just young, and and honestly, not even really just because of anything that they're doing or anything that they're not doing, but just that other teams are just better. Yeah, especially for a team like the Kings, man. Sacramento was nice. Um, shout out to Buddy Hill holding out for the contract, and I, I I tell any player, whatever you believe you're you're worth. Ask for it and, and and don't start playing until you get it. Um, so yeah, shout out to Buddy Hill, but Sacramento met a good young team, but they may not see the playoffs for a while now in the West because the West is so deep. Do you think Vlade Divac will be patient about that? As GM, um, yeah, I, I don't see what what's the reason to rush. Vlade gonna mess around and trade Bagley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't see what reason he has to rush again. It's not like are me and you talking about Sacramento making the playoffs? They weren't on our list. So it's not like he's in a rush. And if they don't, if he doesn't pull the trigger, then their season is dramatically, you know, affect that he's still trying to figure out who's that guy. Um, at the Kings, is, is it De'Aaron De- Fox? Is it yeah. Buddy Hill? Um, could it possibly be Backley? Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he's going to rush. And of course, I think he's, he's accepted the fact too, that, they're not going to get any major big name guys to come to Sacramento. It's just not going to happen. You know that it, it is it is a situation where you're going to have to draft and cultivate. Same with what the Portland Trailblazers had to go through. Same with what the Denver Nuggets had to go through. You know, and and also with um well we say New Orleans, but New Orleans is finessed their way into a trade that's that's going to set them up nicely for the next three to five. But um, but no, dude, I I I honestly feel that. You know, uh, both of our lists are, are strong. I'm gonna keep my eye on Minnesota. I mean, that's honestly like the only one from 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 your list. I'm like a little concerned about Houston getting the number one seed. Scares me. <laughs> that's like like that, that actually scares me as far as like a, a call out on your list though. But at the same time, if we look up and see that they're a 60 win team, I don't think anybody would be that surprised. No, well, they won't, man. And again. Russell Westbrook is an upgrade from Chris Paul, are they? Yeah. Yeah, no, without without question. So that being said, man, you know, as we kind of take a look at the West, uh, we'll probably dive into the East into the next episode. But who right now is your uh, – you can give a top two, top three if you'd like. Who do you see as uh, your MVP at the end of the 1920 season? season? Um, I'm just going to do top two. Um, one – being someone in the West, and I think James Harden is going to make another strong case for it this year. Um, 
I think it's going to be repeat of the same two candidates, James Harden and the Greek Freak. And I think, again, the Greek Freak is going to upset and beat James Harden. Um, Talk about teams. The West is going to be close. Uh, The East is going to be the Giannis show. I think Milwaukee is going to run away with the East this year. Um, I think it's going to be by a landslide. I think the, the second seed probably be as close as 10 to 15 wins, which would be Philly. Um, but, yeah, I, I have it being Giannis. That's number one. Um, I think he comes back with a vengeance. I think scoring-wise, he, he learns how to create his own shot. Um, a guy who hasn't even been playing basketball for 10 years yet. He only started playing a game when he was 16. And to be so dominant, so fast, the, the ball handling skills, the athleticism, you know, this is a freak of nature. I feel like the freak is only going to attack the paint even harder. He's going to run even faster. He's going to play better defense. And he's also going to shoot better. Um, so I have Giannis winning the MVP and next year and James Harden following as a close second again. Man, that's that's a strong take. Um, man, I really agree with you, honestly. Like, um, like I really want to say like what's on my list. I'm going to, but I mean, you just almost you just basically sold me on that. <laughs> like, uh, because Gian- Giannis, man, he, he he's so dominant, man. He's he's so dominant, and his team, being who they are, like they're talented. But we all know it's the Giannis show. You know, it's 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 a very similar look to like like a LeBron Cavs team. From from days, yeah. from days of old, you know what I'm saying? To where like you know who's carrying the squad, um, but you know I'm I'm just gonna offer some perspective. I'm, I'm gonna give a top three, uh, top three. I'm gonna start with number three. Number three, I'm gonna say Kawhi Leonard. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Kawhi, you know, is is gonna is is gonna be like that X factor on this team. That's not to say that Paul George isn't capable of being that or doing that. I mean, as a matter of fact, at one point wasn't he? Like was he was he top three in voting last year for MVP? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, so I mean, so he's he's an MVP caliber type player, but I just feel like in terms of production, in terms of just impact and influence, I feel like Kawhi's unturned the corner this year. He he proved a lot of people wrong last season, bro. He proved a lot of people wrong. Not not necessarily just in the space of just you know skill, because we all knew that he could ball, but just as far as being a leader. You know, he leads by example. He's a quiet storm, but I feel like he's also being forced to be more vocal as as time goes on. And people are starting to uh, rely more on Kawhi for, I would, I would assume, his leadership and, and his instinct. You know, uh, plus he's back in his hometown, you know, of, of Los Angeles, too. And, and that's got to be comforting and, and inspiring like for him. But he's, for, he's from the city of Los, Los Angeles properly, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So... So honestly, I think Paul George. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for sure. So, but but I definitely think we're gonna see a different Kawhi this year, bro. We're gonna see uh we're gonna see a more uh, a, a even more poised and polished Kawhi, but somebody who's definitely gonna like make it known why the Clippers are the best team will be the best team in the NBA. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Kawhi. Two, two man. You know, call it bias if you want, but honestly, I just feel like it's time that everybody just recognize, man. Uh, that Damian Lillard is the MVP caliber player, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 struggling to find the words because you know just having watched him, essentially his entire career where he started versus what he's blossomed into, and and doing it all while playing, playing as a counterpart to one of the greatest shooters or the greatest shooter 
in the history of our in the history of the league. Period. And Steph Curry, yeah. you know, you have such an explosive player like Russell West, like Russell Westbrook, that that kind of towers over you and and, and and casts a pretty large and thick shadow over you. And, but yet, you still find ways to be successful. I mean, you you put out the OKC Thunder with two MVP caliber players, one former MVP and Russell Westbrook. Shut them out. 50-piece them at the buzzer for the win. You know, say what you want to about the way that the Thunder performed and that the way that they shot that series. But you did yeah. it. But you did it. You know, every time every time Golden State comes to Portland, you know, we see, we see how Dame's giving it up. And also, on top of that too, man, you have to look at what he does for his team. You know, honestly, what we say about Giannis and what he does for the Bucks, Dame certainly brings a similar element to the Portland Trailblazers. I feel like Dame's going to have another career year this year, bro. Um, I, I feel like he's going to position Portland to win a lot of marquee games this year. He's going to make it very hard. And also, if, if what you said to to your point about Steph Curry being very injury-prone, Steph is going to have a hard time with Dame this year. Damien is a physical point guard who doesn't shy away from contact and doesn't shy away from competition. And I honestly believe that the sports writers, I believe that the rest of the league is going to take notice of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up in somebody somebody's top three. And yeah. and lastly, bro, uh, I'm going to say Bron. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say LeBron has a really good chance of winning MVP this year. I know it's kind of feeding into some of the media hype, but I just kind of like what I'm seeing with Bron right now. Like, I really do. I, I, I like I like his influence. I like his leadership. I like how he's he's switching to this facilitator role. To which, honestly, bro, he won't he won't average a triple double, but I can see him getting multiple triple doubles this season. I can see him. Yeah. I can see him really having his way uh, as as a bit of a point forward, if you will. Um, you know, he's only get his twenty points. You know, we know that. You know, we don't, I don't expect him to just bang on the boards because you have um, you have uh, McGee, you got you got Dwight, you got AD. Like you have a bunch of like big guys who can kind of alleviate that, but. I honestly just wouldn't be surprised, bro. But, but here's the thing, too. Here's here's kind of like the caveat. LeBron getting winning the MVP award must mean that the Los Angeles Lakers are either in the Western Conference Finals or make the NBA Finals. I, I do feel like that's the type of year that would that would warrant that. Like that type of like energy surrounding the year would be like in the midst of a championship-esque run or at least to the Western Conference Finals. That would be amazing, man. Yeah, so I try to keep it rather consistent to uh, to the way I painted out the playoff picture, but but at the same time, these are just things I like. I want to see, but I mean, if I'm if I'm keeping it a buck, like Giannis probably has his name already already etched on that <laughs> on that trophy for the most part. But these are these are also other contenders, man that that could probably prove otherwise. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and my only thing about LeBron and Kawhi again, Kent is. The disclaimer, but will they play an entire year? Not even just off of injuries right. or just them wanting to rest. Like, will will resting and you know, kind of managing your minutes, will that go into playing who wins the MVP and who's not in, in the conversation this year? Yeah, I think that's going to be very very interesting to see. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, all right, but let's let's get into it real quick, man, so we can uh, so we can go ahead and uh, wrap it up. But beforehand, I mean, we all know that the the big topic of conversation this week in the in the basketball world still stemming from the uh, from the the uh, uh, this issue, which the situation with China that the NBA is going through, and LeBron's comments this week on it. 
Terry, just what what is your take on the matter? I mean, we all know LeBron to be the whole. I mean, we know we know the mantra. Like, I am more than an athlete. You know, speaking up on social injustice issues, especially as it pertains to to uh, blacks and like the African American community, uh, as well as like the, the the police shootings and police brutality towards African Americans. Do you feel like LeBron spoke out of term here, or do you feel like he was like, you know, kind of uh, being a double standard here? Like, 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 what do you what do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I feel like honestly, when it comes to LeBron James and, and some other athletes, but mainly LeBron James, everything you say, everything you do is put on a microscope. Um, I think LeBron James, what he was saying was when he tweeted, and correct me if I'm wrong, he tweeted that the timing of what was said was wrong. And he talked about how him and other basketball players and their families were over there in China during the time um, the the tweets were sent out. Um, If you know anything about China, China is a communist country. Um, Whatever their government official says, it's law. So whatever, whatever they do, it's law. So it, that could have easily ended bad if the Chinese government just decided to arrest the basketball players or the people of China who's, you know, in Hong Kong, there's been certain riots. would have been bad if those people decided to boycott the NBA game and riot the NBA game and, and throw confetti or throw certain stuff at the players. You know, it could have been, it could have went, you know, a lot worse. Of course it didn't. Um, but I think that's that's what LeBron James is trying to point at. Now, a lot of people are calling him out because he's not standing up for what is right, uh, which is, of course, freedom um, against all odds, against all everything else. But I think in this situation, LeBron James is trying to take an approach to protect the NBA um, and it kind of backfired because, again, and uh, a generation where everyone has a, a microphone glass, um, got a microscope, and also they have a way to kind of push out their voice or their image and opinion. And it can kind of come off and be seen that you are trying to do one thing when you're actually going. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think LeBron's kind of caught up in that. Honestly, bro, I feel like. I feel like with LeBron, I, I feel like he did kind of ha- just had a he just misspoke, you know, in in a way, um, because for the most part it did come off as like the double standard. But here's the thing, bro. I mean, I expect black athletes to champion black itch, black issues. Period. I I I just feel like that's that's just what what you what you do. You know what I mean? So like in the case of like LeBron being for for social justice and speaking out on these issues that are that affect him and his community. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Like, it's a no-brainer. But, you know, for the people who just wanted to play gotcha with LeBron and just kind of catch him, try to catch him in a lie, I mean, that's that's the problem I kind of have with all this. You know, people aren't, I mean, honestly, like, people aren't looking at it, like, for the substance. They're looking at it just to, like, try to catch him. Like, everybody wants to catch LeBron. You know, I, I wish it could have been worded differently, you know, but, I mean, and I also even wish he could have led with, you know, something, you know, more middle of the road, but still, like, points towards, you know, yeah, man, everybody deserves to speak their their voice, to speak their mind, like, no one should be silenced, you know, but but still, like, hold people responsible. Because here's the thing, too, you know, if there's anybody in the NBA 
at any level, from owner to GM to player to executive, whoever. If there's anybody that knows that they ought to be responsible and thoughtful about what they say and what they tweet, it should definitely be somebody in the front office of, your, of an organization. Exactly. If there's anybody, right? I'm not saying that he was in the wrong for what he was saying or for supporting it. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you're entitled to your own opinion. But to protect the players, protect the league, not just from like a financial standpoint, but even if you look at it from a safety issue, bro, and a safety concern, your players are over there playing. And if you're saying something that's basically going to just like rock the whole boat and can mess it up and and pop and put people in harm's way, that that that's uh that's problematic. That's an issue. Um, even though I do feel like LeBron kind of uh, it's kind of similar to what Jay how Jay Z kind of got caught up a few weeks ago, you know, like yeah. like the microphone's in your face, you probably just misspoke or whatever. But there are just some people who don't care about all that, and they're like, no, I don't care about all that. We're gonna shut this down. LeBron's caught up in the lie. He's not who he said he is. He's not for this. He's not for that. Nah, man, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't honestly flip it to make it to the way that you want to be from your vantage point. You do have to see it holistically. And honestly, man, you got to expect that black players are going to be for black issues. Not to say that they're not going to be for other issues too, but the things that they're going to be most passionate about from a social justice standpoint, and that they're obviously going to come to the forefront about to where you're going to have people like Colin Kaepernick come out and be willing to die on the vine for, for that cause. I mean that. Come on, you. It's 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 your it's your it's your duty, as as a black man first to to be mindful of these issues. But but that's just kind of taking a look at it from from just LeBron of like old, you know. Now I mean he he doesn't have to give his opinion on this. I would much rather have him not. Yeah. You know, but but to make a comment about about being just about having people just be responsible for what they're saying, it, it hangs in a bad light, but. Are we even really that surprised? <laughs> this is a bill. This is a billion dollar athlete, who Nike yeah. Nike has uh, interest in in the Asia Pacific. You know the NBA clearly. LeBron is the face of the NBA. They have they have interest in Asia, so we all know that that from from a business standpoint that they're all like at least whispering in each other's ears. But you know you kind of hate to see it kind of be flipped like this. And again, it's it's just because of who it is. It's- it's LeBron James, man. You know, I again, I may feel my a certain way about LeBron James and what he does on the court, but off the court, I don't think there's ever been an athlete, especially a black athlete, that doesn't seem like he has a blemish. Right. I mean, as great as Michael Jordan was, he still had a gambling issue. Um. So, I mean, LeBron James seems not only to be one of the greatest basketball players to ever do it, but probably the greatest philanthropist um, that we've ever seen. Right. And so there's a microscope um, floating over LeBron's head every single day that he walks out of his house um, and until the time he goes home and go to bed. And so he just has to be more careful and more mindful of the things that he tweets um, while he's telling everyone else to be mindful. And be careful. Just understand your power. Um, and like you said, on issues like this, I would rather him took, you know, a Michael Jordan approach and just not spoke out about it at all. Absolutely, man. Well, yo, man, we got through everything on the docket tonight, man. You got anything else? Um, I want to throw in a small little nugget um, at the end of the show um, just to talk about a team 
in the NFL, give my few praises. Um, it's actually something that just came up today. Um, but I want to give a small shout-out and a small praise to the Baltimore Ravens, man, Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> I know it's random, Ethan, but I, Lamar Jackson is – everyone, of course, saw Patrick Mahomes. And still when you see Patrick Mahomes, you're just like, wow. Yeah. Um, he just changed the game. But Patrick Mahomes is more of like the Steph Curry at NBA. It's just like, man, you have to be crazy talented to, to do this. Well, Lamar Jackson does just poetry in motion. Right. Um, from passing the ball to, to rushing the ball. And to have the Ravens pull off a big win today against a Seattle team just shows that maybe maybe Lamar Jackson is ready for the big show. Yeah, yeah, well said. I mean, and and for what it's worth, man, it's an interesting perspective because, you know, Patrick Mahomes does kind of get a lot more to shine. You know, he has more of a favorable, probably a favorable style of play to more uh, football purists, you know, who don't necessarily believe that your quarterback should be, you know, super run and gun. Yeah. You know, or mostly run. But honestly, bro, like that type of, that style of, of play is what, this league is is what football is all about today. Like your these players can't be just one dimensional, and you know for what it's worth, Lamar kind of just seemed that he was just gonna be one dimensional in the sense of just running. But no, man, make make no mistake, man. This, this guy is a quarterback. I mean, did he not set records at Louisville? Exactly. Heisman Trophy winner and one Heisman Trophy. So make no mistake, man. That that stuff wasn't on accident. So I really do appreciate you saying that, Terry, and, and bringing that to light, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a Pat is great, but we still have other black quarterbacks in the league, and we got to recognize that Lamar Jackson is is one of them. Him and Deshaun Watson, but Lamar Jackson is great, and man, he's young. I I, I, I see him being great for a long time. He's giving giving Michael Vick vibes, bro. Exactly, exactly. Honestly, man. Well, all right, bro. That's all I got, man. I appreciate you. No problem, me. All right, bro. Take care, man. Also, let me go ahead and close up the podcast properly. Thank y'all so much, man, for tuning in to the Ethan and Terry Show, man. Podcast dedicated to unpacking the latest news and topics in sports and entertainment. Hit us up on on Instagram. I'm at Easy Pull Up. That's E A Z Y P U L L U P. Terry, one more time for the people. And I'm at Terry Jenkins Jr. That's J R at the end. Right on, man. All right, Terry, bro. Be easy, bro. No problem. You too, bro. All right, man.